Welcome back to another episode of Common Ground. Hope you guys are all doing well. So just a little disclaimer for this episode today. My wait, did I even did I even introduce myself? I'm a fad for sure. <laughs> and um so Nejma is my co-host on this show. The sis booked a plane ticket and dipped, so she's not gonna be on this episode. But I've got the next best thing for you guys, okay? I've got my sister from another mister, my BFF, my partner in crime. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, guys. How you doing? How are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, I thought I was the best thing, but second best is fine. You know, like, pretty smart. No, I can't do, I can't do Nedjima like that. <laughs> hey, close enough, man. I almost made it. So there's a very specific reason why I got Roy on. Okay. Special. Yes. I'm very, very special. You is. <laughs> what it is is that me and Raida, first of all, are the eldest in our family. Raida is the eldest of what number? Four. <laughs> Mine's a little bit more than yours. I'm nine. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so like the title says, this episode is going to be the, about our memoirs, being the experimental child, being the eldest child, being the third parent. There's a lot to it, and it's going to be a pretty long and good episode and also I think what it, what inspired this episode was me and Mareda do run a daddy daycare every second Saturday yep you know it <laughs> you know it we're, we're, we're const- I feel like I'm constantly on mommy duties but we do yeah we do run a daddy we I don't do. think we're so guys if you're having a bit of rough time yeah, yeah. <laughs> we charge da 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 but yes, yeah, so like we just I don't know what happened. I don't even know how we got into this, but we just took it upon ourselves to do something nice for them. Honestly, <clears throat> I can't even remember. I've been a mum for as long as I can remember. <laughs> I don't know when it started. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if it ever stops. I don't know if we even had a choice. <laughs> I don't even know if we had a choice. They were just like, listen, you're the eldest. You have this many siblings. Yeah. This that's it. Like our our part is done here. for and they're dipped. Yeah. And then I was like left with four kids, and I'm like, damn, what am I supposed to do with this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that so that's a little bit about what we're gonna talk about in this episode. Um, yeah, so stay tuned for the facts and the gems that we're gonna drop. Hope yeah, you guys enjoy. You know and also, Hoyo, don't be mad at me, okay? Please, this should just be speaking my truth. I'm not complaining because she definitely will come for me, bro. <laughs> Why did I start a podcast? <laughs> so let's get into a little bit about our upbringing, okay? Because why? we decided to take out our siblings on the weekends is because I feel like me and you noticed a huge disconnect between the way that we were raised and between the way our siblings were raised. Definitely, definitely. That was that was our whole idea going to it. And I remember at the age of like 16, was it? Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do for the kids today. And then we would look at each other and we're like, what the hell, what are we on now? We were thinking about these, these kids are yeah, out. Like... But um, <laughs> honestly, it, it, it comes with being the elder sister. <coughs> Sorry. There were a lot of opportunities that I felt like I missed out on because my parents obviously were a lot more, uh, a lot less aware on how to parent. Mm. So I had to take it upon myself to be like, listen, I know you guys did a lot of work. You could have done better. I mean, you do fantastic with me. Yeah. I, I ended up great. Look at me yeah. <laughs> today. But um, there are some things that obviously you don't know because you're too busy being in survival mode. So yeah. I, I stepped in as that third parent and was just yeah. like, there are things that I know better. Therefore, yeah. I shouldn't allow my siblings to miss really, out. Really, so you... Were you stepped into that role or were you given that role? I think both. Both? Both. Yeah. Like, I, I was by default put into the position, but then mm. after a while, I was like, why am I denying myself this? Right? Yeah. I might as well step up to it and, and do it because nobody else is going to do it. You know? Yeah, well, like... Um. So that was that. Was that. I think the older that I got, I just 
I, there was things that I wanted. And you know that saying, um, be the role model that you always wanted? Yes. Honestly, that resonates with me on such a deep level. It's yeah. crazy. I always, like, I, I live by that. Yeah. I need to be for my siblings what I wanted to be for myself. You know what? I never, it never occurred to me until I turned 22 how important that is. The other day, bro, I left the Baakuli in the room and Hoya's like, listen, Ayaka, they're going to look at you. And I was like, what do you mean? It's just a bowl in the, the room. Classic Baakuli. I know, like, it's just irritating. Like, Hoya would always say time and time again, they're looking at you, they're looking mm. at you, they're looking at you. And I don't actually really understand that, until I, got, that yeah. until I got older. Until you start seeing habits of yourself. Within your little sibling. Oh my oh God, my it's the God. worst. I'd rather die. Well, I was actually speaking <laughs> to my sister. And I was like, you know, can you not speak like that? And then I was like, and then I thought to myself when I left, I was like, you know, why do you do the same thing? And I was like, ah, oh, like it's... My biggest fear in life is becoming a hypocrite. Oh, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like the app. Right? Um, it's crazy. Um, my, my, my little sister and me just recently started sharing a room. Like, yeah. We never used to share a room, but this was this was probably, like, this hits me constantly, but in yeah. the past couple of weeks or months, I'd say this is probably when it hit me. So we've had family over visiting from overseas and stuff. So my sister and me had to share a room because yeah. her room's occupied at the moment. Yeah. And then we've had family leave and things. And now she's like, she wants to stay roommates. Oh, really? That's she sweet. actually enjoys my company. Aww. That is the biggest compliment yeah, <laughs> you like, can get. Especially because you guys yeah, are actually the only girls. Yeah, I actually give about my sibling's um, <laughs> like, perspective of me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because they're yeah, so hard. Like, there's no filter there. There's... So I actually give a damn what they think. Yeah, because I'm they're like, honest as well. They're honest as well. So for her to be like, I actually want to share a room with you. But it's such a compliment to know that my sister actually enjoys my company. Like my sibling yeah. genuinely want to spend time with me. When I yeah. come home, I feel like they get more excited to see me than my parents now. Yeah. Because my parents are not around as much anyway. Yeah, well, I... So it's, it's, it's crazy to realize that you do so much. But then after a while, you're just like, maybe I took on a bit too much now that they mm. don't know how to be independent without me right. like what am I I don't honestly I don't know what it's going to be like the day I decide I'm going to move out or the day I decide I'm going to yeah. get married or whatever the case may be teaching them how to be more independent yeah because I'm like the fact that I'm the eldest just by yeah. default taught me a lot of lessons in yeah. life that I don't think yes. I could have learned any other way yeah. so for them I'm just like how how do I teach them how do I not baby them exactly how do I teach them to um, how, how do I teach them leadership skills yeah. and how do I teach them to become initiative takers yeah. and risk takers and things like like that is so bloody stressful no because I actually was telling them I was like listen guys like seriously I'm not going to be here probably going to get married I'm not going to always be here for you guys who's going to teach you I'm the younger the ones are younger than you mm. and I actually got into a full mode a full, full lecture mode because I was <laughs> yeah. like I was like listen I, I had to do everything myself like literally from the day I turned 18 because my parents you know they're there, but they don't really know what's going yeah. on. So, so you have to figure a lot of shit out by yourself. <coughs> Sorry, guys, I'm actually sick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then I was like, I had to do everything myself. And then she, one of them was like, I'm speaking to my twin sister. That's why I keep on referring to them as they and whatever. Mm-hmm. But she was like to me, yeah, but you and, like, Hodman and stuff are always there. And I was like, but we're really not always there. Like, I get it when you were younger, but now growing up, you gotta, you got to you got to um, take control of your own life, Heather. So Maka, it was funny because yesterday she went to go sell her books and she was like, okay, when we met the guy at the station, she was like, okay, here, I'll call him. I was like, excuse me, what am I? I'm a taxi driver and also um, an, a phone operator as well. Talk to him yourself. <laughs> She's probably having mad anxiety. Oh, like, no, why is it big conversation? Like, like, 
you but you had like you 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 would be like really anxious about situations like yeah. that. Just, that's you, gonna... you can't afford to be socially anxious. You yeah. are the oldest. You have to deal with it. <laughs> but like, oh, that's funny. also to my parents, there's no such thing as social anxiety. That, that so like, like she Hawaii would tell us to do things growing up, and then we'd say no, and she's like, yeah, can then like she couldn't understand mm. why. We couldn't fathom it. Why? But now when Bishal is like to me, oh no, can you like even. If we're walking, she has to walk in the middle. She doesn't want to be on the outside. Like, stuff like that. It's that so now small, I it's so, so significant, small, yeah. It is, but I can understand why she's doing because I feel, I feel, like, I feel her. And I don't know where, where it comes from, but my parents, nah, they don't get it. They're just like, nah, I'm not going to Go speak to him like that. Like, oh, we'd go to restaurants and things. Like, she'd make me order, but then I would drag Evie with me. I'd yeah, be like, oh, yeah. I can't please do the order. And Brian's like, what are you so scared about? Because yeah. my mom would be like, Mom, make me a kolokhetona. Is he going to eat you? Go, do the job. Sure, like the way we get forced, but there's no understanding. Yeah, no, I almost grew up too quickly while I went because of that shit. All right, so back to, back to the outings with our siblings, yeah. yeah. I want to say why I actually started it for myself, okay? Yeah. Because I came back from home from uni, Samahan. Mm. I came back home from uni and and um, I was telling my siblings, I was like, oh, listen, look, that's where Abu used to take us every Friday. We went, we drove past Coburg Lake. You know where that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Friday was Abu's yeah, yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one of those. And then I was telling them, like, we would go to Mackey's after, we'd go to KFC after, and, like, Abu would take us every Friday. And then she was like, someone was like, oh, why... Why don't we do that? And I was like, and then it really hit me that they're missing out on so much. And that's not my parents' fault, you know. That's, they're working both of them. Yeah. My, my mom works full time, like, but that's on, like, that's because the economy. Yeah, <laughs> Just the economy. economy. <laughs> well, I bet. Then I was like, okay, I'm working now, so I can afford to take you guys out. Let's just go. Let's just do it. And it's crazy how even just our relationships, relationship has changed. Yeah. It's because, like, even during the house, they come to me, we speak. Oh, what are we going to do this week? Yeah. Oh, um. That's something to say, well, yeah. Yeah, and we just, it's not even, I was telling you the other day. It's not even the day that we spend together. It's a car rides home. Because we're just, we just sit there bonding and just talking about our days. And, um, like, it's this connection in this one that I've never actually, I've never had before. Like, I've always had siblings, but now it's on a deeper level where they, where I feel, I feel like I can, I can actually feel the love now because mm-hmm. I have actually done something for yeah. them. My siblings are the same with, 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 in, with it in regards to that as well. When we spend the day out with you guys, yeah, the car rides home was like, why is it, even, I remember, you remember Haki yeah. the other night when we were coming back from the festival. It's like, why is it every time we spend time with bad like i feel so exhausted by them <laughs> and it's not even just like they don't just have, they don't have a good time they have a really wholesome yeah feeling time you know yeah so it's really good and because i don't have as big of a family as yours yeah where that where that family where everybody has a room to themselves yeah they own ipad so we actually just disappear every, like when you come we into the house in everybody's doing their own thing yeah so that time that we spend together is actually the one of the few moments where we get to spend time together and yeah. actually get into each other's heads, um, <clears throat> and just like yours, it's those car rides that are worth it. Not yeah. even the actual doing of the activities. Yeah. It's once everything is done, done everybody's and they tired, can reflect on that. right? Everybody's tired, especially the hockey. He's very like reflective, mashallah. Yeah. You just see this kid staring off into the distance, and he'd be like, 
Why did Belay say that to me? <laughs> Why did the one in the stripy shirt, you never get their name right. Yeah. Why did the one in the stripy shirt say that to me? Why did he say that? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but it's so good. Um, and it also means, I think, one thing that I particularly love about it is when my siblings find tr- like that trust in me that I couldn't find in my parents. Mm. It wasn't that I didn't trust my parents enough, but I didn't trust them to understand mm. what angle I was coming from. So it's such a blessing to know and it's just such a it's such an amazing feeling when, when, when somebody comes to you and confides in you and finds comfort in you mm. and as little as they are my siblings are only just hitting that teens yeah. pre-teens complicated age yeah. you know and I look at them and I'm just like I wonder like my parents were so confused with me and my brother yeah they didn't know like they were headliners they were like my mother is a teenage you get that they refused to understand the circumstances at hand whereas my parents don't have to deal with my siblings today. Yeah. I deal with them. So I say, yeah. listen, mom and dad, we're in different times. You need to be... Me and my mom were having a conversation the other day about the hijab. Yeah. With my sister, where my dad was like, for her graduation, she has to wear a hijab, she has to cover her hair. And I'm like, wait, 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 homeboy, you can't be out here giving orders yeah. like that. This is not... Like, that's not how it goes down anymore. Yeah. I put the, the hijab on when I was seven. And I did it because every other seven-year-old girl was wearing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have anybody to tell me Same. just how serious of a Same. decision this was. Yeah. So for my sister, I actually had this conversation with her. Me, my mom, and her, we sat down and we're like, listen, the hijab is no joke. Once you put it on, you can't take that shit off. Yeah. You keep it on. It's a lifelong commitment. Yeah, yeah. And I had to tell my mom, you can't make that decision for anyone else because it's a, it's a relationship that you establish between you and God mm. as opposed to you and whoever told you to do it. Mm. You shouldn't even be wearing it for other people. There was a day when me and her had a fight where she was like, oh, I want to wear my hijab because I've been wearing it taekwondo for so many weeks. It doesn't make sense that today, since I forgot it, that I take it off. So she's like, give me your underca- underscarf cap. Yeah. I was like, I ain't giving you my underscarf cap. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you wearing your hijab for taekwondo? Yeah. And we were, like, we were literally yeah. rebelling. I was like, I don't want you to ever feel like you have to wear this thing because you're trying to please anybody else except for God. Yeah. And I think that's why and my people mom end up taking was it off. Yeah, I, my mom was generally, like, she was very... Like receptive, just like wow, that's like that's I agree with you. Point, yeah. My dad, that's another story for yeah. another time, but it's still a conversation that is worth starting. And it's honestly, yeah. this is the one thing about being the eldest, especially being the eldest sister, that is so daunting. Is you have to take one for the team, not just one. You have to take plenty for the team. You have to take plenty for the team. You have to have the uncomfortable conversation. You have to shift the paradigms, and that is probably what makes this such a huge responsibility. I actually feel that now because I also feel like. I low-key am not um, doing as well as I could be because it's, it's still a learning process for mm. me because my siblings come to me because they're scared to tell my parents something. Mm. So it's like, oh, let's tell her first. She's more calm. She's more right? articulate. <laughs> and I can't, that pressure. I actually end up ignoring them for weeks and they're like, oh, do you tell Alba? Do you tell her? And I was like, listen, you're going to have to do it yourself, man. That's like, I can't. Man that has to carry the burden. Yes. Oh, God. All right. And it's like, I get why they're doing it because if I had an older sibling, I would do it too. But do it, like, the thing, the good thing is, I don't have to stress out my parents. If I, if it's some, if it's a situation where I'm like, okay, listen, yeah, don't do anything, don't tell them about it. We're gonna handle it on my own. Mm. Uh, we're gonna handle it by ourselves. Mm. So I'm like, uh, that that's what we do. I have to find out a solution, find out a way to keep this on the DL so her and Alba don't find out. <laughs> because also, there's nothing. For them, like anything you tell her in Abu, we're not high and ready. Even if it's something that they can understand and comprehend, it's just it just it just stresses them. Yeah, so I'm like, I try and avoid this, especially because now they're getting older and more mm, tired. Absolutely. I'm like, I'm like, I'll deal with it. But the only 
thing that worries me is I'm putting so much into my siblings. I feel like I'm not going to have enough of you, enough well, of me too. or yeah. energy for my own kids. And that's why, you know, I, my mom had nine kids, yeah. I always used to thought I was going to have the same. Huh. Did you always think you were going to have a big family? No, I always knew I was going to have a little family. I don't, I don't think right. I, I mean, we don't have nothing yet, but inshallah, I don't yeah. plan to have that big of a family because yeah. generally I don't think no, I can I'm, I'm on that same wrong. wave now, bro. Full max. I think we're going to do my I'll stick in that adhan mentality. I don't think maybe too. Nah, I can't do it, man. Yeah. I, mean, I like the idea of a big family because I always wanted to have a big family growing up. Like, yeah. not myself, but yeah. I wish I had more siblings. Yeah. So that's why I used to run to your house. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah. hey, there's nine people I can call my siblings yeah. from your office. <laughs> I just go to your house. But, um, but then the more I realized that, well, like, the older that I get, families generally speaking are complicated. So I'm glad for my small family. I think I'll just yeah. replicate that. Have a small family. No, it's good now because they're all young. But when everyone grows up and everyone yeah. has their own problems, bruh, that's not a word. Today we're stressing about them going through puberty. Imagine today they're going through a financial crisis. Yeah, like, I know. Like, <laughs> you know, their marriage isn't working out. But help me. Can I live in with you? It's like, um, I don't have space for you guys. <laughs> but uh, back onto what you were just saying earlier. That's probably one thing. I was actually thinking about it this morning when you called me. Um, that is that we compromise so much for our current families. And I think sometimes that's what makes, like traditionally speaking, that's what makes the good daughter, you know, mm. or, the, or the good wife, who's the person that compromises themselves the most. We yeah. think about it, we do. And that's one thing I've changed the older that I've gotten, though. Yeah. Is that just, just because I don't compromise myself enough does not necessarily make me a bad daughter. Yeah. It just means I'm taking time out for myself. Oh yeah, that's, that's hard. That's it's a hard, important too. Yeah, it's a hard place to get because you're just like, shit. How do I tell my parents I need more me time? Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, Saturday, come on, film me up. It's difficult, but you get there, man. You get there, but it's true. Like that whole idea of the person that compromises themselves. The more you compromise yourself, makes you a better person. Is mm. is a very toxic, but a very like yeah. eminent reality. <clears throat> the and and let me. I just want to try and articulate this um properly. Compromise is, is giving enough but not taking away from yourself because you do need to realize that the thing yeah. also says that you can't help other people unless you help yourself. Yeah. Like your number one priority is first take care of you. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to be out here giving pieces of yourself to people mm. when you're out here starving. Yeah. Your exactly. first responsibility is yours and your, and your own. family, yeah. And then you can go out there and splurge on the rest of the world. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking about though is people that is, is that compromising where you start giving parts of yourself that you need to keep to you. Mm. No, I don't articulate it properly, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that is when it comes to unhealthy and toxic, and it starts, um, and you start deteriorating. Yeah. So and and unfortunately, like Dakhan Ahan, that's considered very noble and very yeah. high. Oh, mashallah, she's such a good girl. You know, yeah. compromising the important things that matter to you the most for the sake of other people's praise or what have you. So yeah. that's that's one thing that. Do you feel like that's why? That's why a lot of people can't handle it, the pressure that comes mm. with being yeah. an Irish child, boy oh, or girl. Absolutely. Because how many times have I heard someone say that this girl or the, even themselves, they said, I got married because I wanted to get away from my house. And all, Do you think it's because of that pressure? I think so, for sure. It's also, um, how do I say this? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any other way to say it, actually. Yeah. I, I think it's just that pressure. Yeah. It's also that pressure and... And, and that pressure can become really toxic if you really mm. don't have it's 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 so much it, there's it's so difficult to be able to sit down with your parents and be like listen mm. i have i have a like um you the, you reach that limit 
Mm. You reach your limit, yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs> you reach your limit, and then and 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 they just overburden you. And Somali yeah. parents, when you think about it, like in the traditional Somali setting, they don't know enough is enough. Enough is enough, yeah. Until they break you, they will just yeah. keep going, and that's yes. our culture. Because without question, you have to give yourself. Yeah. And people abuse you with that, you know, the, yeah. the the relationship that you have with them. I did this and that and that for you, therefore you are forever in debt to me. Yeah, exactly. Like the debt that you have to your parents is everlasting. You can never repay them back. Yeah. But unfortunately, they take, parents, the yeah, they take the piss, man. <laughs> they take advantage of that. Yeah. And. So that's why I, I don't blame young people for running away from it. But And it's not a one-sided conversation. It's not you having to deal with it or your parents having to also compromise what they care, understand, and value mm. just so you can, what, live a, a bit more of a lenient life. It's it's a two-way conversation. Yeah. You need to take that very difficult step and be like, Mom, Dad, we need to we need to find a middle ground. A here. middle ground, yeah. Somebody once told me, you need to align the communication lines. Yeah. And that's something we don't have in the traditional Somalis. No, it's either it's either one of the extremes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and your parents don't care. They're not there. They're not present in your life. Um, you're you're so strict that you actually just end up reaching a breaking point. You either find a the better way, which is obviously getting married mm. and leaving the home, which doesn't work, which doesn't work because you just end up going into a marriage that you're in a cycle. You repeat the cycle. You really do a cycle that. Yeah, you, you need to actually address the situation. Yeah. Um, well, some girls really just run away. Like, um, <laughs> they tell their um, distant cousin, listen, uh, tell everyone I'm okay, yeah? And then just writing letters from Estonia. <laughs> That's mad. And then it's like, when she does that, it's like, oh my god, family, they say that. Yeah. Then, like, she didn't make that event, and she just. And our parents you, you just the didn't make the effort. Eyes, yeah. yeah, you just didn't make the because effort. Because really, no one in the Somali community they're not gonna they're not gonna want to know why though. They're just gonna see that she ran away. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's all. That that's matters. it. That's all they see. Yeah, it's a collective effort. Well, either it's it's a collective community effort as well. It's not just a conversation between you, mom and dad. It's it's a conversation between you, mom, dad, or there, all that. Yeah. Um, where we need to be able to find that middle ground with our younger people so that we can set them up for success later on as opposed to just yeah. setting obstacles in their way and not yeah. allowing them to thrive to their full potential, which is what these kind of relationships are doing. Yeah. So if you're the eldest in the family, honestly, I highly encourage you to be as involved in your sibling's life as possible because it, that's what it takes. It takes that one person to take and do you know also, team. it's also a learning for in learning experience for our parents as well. Mm. Because a lot of the times, people have to understand that they really just don't know either. Do you know how much how much stress and burden on our parents just from going through what they went through? Exactly. Like, people also, you have to be empathetic to your, to your, your, your parents and be patient with them. And I'm going to tell you something so profound that was really profound to me. And it's really, I guess it's really minute. But what happened was, I remember I failed year 10, year 10 science right now. How did you fail? And I passed. And I don't know. It was, I don't know why. Anyway, I failed it. I took my iPod, grabbed, like, it was so, it was so extra guys. You grabbed a hammer and, like, bam, bam, boom. My, he smashed my, it. He smashed it. So then a few years later, I think um, one of my other sisters, the second one, I think she didn't do it as well mm. in her exams. Mm. And then so the third sister went up to my dad and was like, so why when bad? Um, did that you acted like that but when she did it it was calm and I think 
I think they really try not to um, repeat mistakes that they did with me. Mm. And that goes back to the exper- whole experimental child mm. thing, is, where, is that take one, what do I say, take one, like... Um, are you, are you, uh, I know what phrase you're talking about, but... Uh, yeah. I can't figure out the phrase. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm, I'm the one, I'm the default, you know? Yeah. So let's see how it goes with this one. Yeah, let's and see then, how this experiment, like this yeah. treatment yeah. to her failing her uh, yeah. science exam goes. Yeah. And then when my, my dad saw it didn't really work, he changed, he changed routes. Yeah, he, he used compassion instead. Yeah. yeah. So, Monica, that's the thing as well. You have to be understanding towards your parents because sometimes they don't really... They really, really just, don't know. They just don't get it, you guys. And it's, like, and it's like, um, <clears throat> a lot of the things that happened to me didn't happen, good, or, good and bad, yeah. didn't happen to my siblings because my parents were like, okay, let's use an, a, different, a, a different parenting way. Yeah. And it's also them breaking out of um the somali culture and yeah, how they habits, yeah. and old habits that they learned from back home mm. and kind really of really trying to adapt yes adapting, honestly you yes. have to give them the props like can you imagine somebody that's like for example um like a horse they've got blinders yeah. on when they're racing they're right racing, yeah they have one destination which is the end goal yeah imagine your parents in that position yeah get from away from the civil war start a family buy a house get your kids into school, make sure they all graduate, yeah. make sure they're all good contributing citizens of their societies, mm. ensure they don't get into drugs. Like, yeah. if that isn't that, like, if that isn't a representation of that metaphor that I just gave yeah. you, like a horse with blinders on, yeah. I don't know what is. Yeah. That is our parents. They don't have time to be like, you know what, maybe I want to dabble in some fine art. I want to yeah. <laughs> pick up, <laughs> no, pick up some yeah. equestrian. You know, they don't have that privilege to be like, maybe I want to make some investments, have some yeah. offshore accounts. Like, your parents are in survival mode. They mm. don't have time to be like, to, to educate themselves on what it's like to, how to be a better parent. Yeah. They'd just be like, oh, this didn't work, let's try the next, the next best, yeah, best thing. Nice so that's why we have to be super empathetic to our parents. Because they don't, they don't know any better, but even then they still try. Well, they and they've still done such try. a good job. They've yeah. honestly done such a good job. No, my parents are definitely, definitely lenient, more lenient towards my now, siblings. Yeah. And yeah, and to me as well, like now, you know what, I feel like there's, because when you get older, there's only so much your parents can do for mm, you. Absolutely. And now, they're not my parents anymore. They're my advisors, I kind of feel like. Because yeah. they're not parenting me anymore. Already. You know, we actually grow, really have grown out of that stage. Yeah, where, where they tell you what to do. What to do. But, and now when you don't do it, they just be like, damn. Yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> I've expected yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, my parents, it's no more orders, you know. Mm. Even, like... Even, it was so frustrating, but my dad came to me and he was like, you know, Ayako has shit. And I was like, Ma'ana Ayako Like, why do I have to tell them everything? <laughs> right. Because it's different. And this is the negative aspect of being the eldest child and doing a lot for your siblings, yeah? is because when it comes to the discipline and when it comes to, listen, you're not going to watch TV unless you do your homework. Mm. I have a fear of that they're going to blame me growing up when they they're gonna blame me when they get older like oh bad used to do this or bad used to do that or like like as in they start to resent you mm. and what i tried to explain to my parents is you guys are you guys are their parents whatever you do to them they're always gonna forgive you regardless mm. me it's, me and you is not the same treatment you know they're not gonna see us that way yeah when they get mad it's like F off. yeah you know? i mean I, I think it's different in my house because the age gap between there's there's a 19 year old boy between me and and the 13 year old one but um 
And plus, my siblings are only just getting into that preteen, teenage mm. age, so I wouldn't know because you have more siblings like that are teenagers. Yeah, teenagers. Yeah. Um, but for me, like my parents made sure that they established that I am the third parent in the house, mm. so I'm already seen as an authority figure. Mm. But I'm just not to the extent of my parents. Yeah. Like I'm not the CEO. Yeah. I'm like the 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 vice the vice yeah, president, not the president. Yeah. I'm like the vice president. Yeah. So. <laughs> So my siblings know that I do have a bit of authority, but not enough to do anything about it. Really? Only enough to say something about it. Mm. And usually that's threatening enough. But yeah. they also know that I'm not going to be judgmental on like I have qualities, I can I can I can be to them certain ways that my parents cannot. Yeah. My parents cannot be like a an ear that they can fight can confide in mm. or somebody that's going to listen to them without judgment. Yeah. Um, somebody that's not gonna critique them straight away, somebody that's not gonna be like harsh with their comments. But I still have enough authority to be like, listen, mm. you're not supposed to be doing this. Mm. This is what you're supposed to be doing. It needs to be done. You know it's an actual juggle between you've got to say this sternly so they understand yeah. and also being like listen listen I understand like yeah. it's but right, I don't also worry know about like it. I'm not trying to be my best my, my sibling's best friend yeah. I'm, not, I'm not your friend I'm your older sister yeah. I also require a certain amount of respect yeah. which comes with that certain amount of authority yeah so if I just be like eh, I'm just going to be your friend I'm going to be super lenient that respect doesn't come yeah so I need my siblings to know that Listen, I'm your older sister. I'm there for you guys. I'm I'm gonna be like super chill. I'm, I'm like mom and dad, but I also need to realize that I'm also your older sister. I'm not your best friend. Mm. Doesn't mean you can come and play fight with me. We must have no play fight. Mm, we might like tickle and things like that. That's my brother. Mm. One day, one of them squeezed my hand while I was driving. I was like, I knocked mm. the shit out of him. Like, yeah, brother, like ABT. Oh, don't play fight with me. Yeah. I'm a sister. We'll joke. We'll banter. All that, but yeah. don't play fight. It's the honesty, that middle ground between being a sister and being a, a, parent. a parent. Yeah, you're right, right yeah. in the middle. Right in the middle, exactly. So I think I, I think I'm lucky getting the hang of it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. But you definitely have to find that balance. But for me, I wouldn't say the whole disciplining part is too bad because I feel like coming from me, it would probably be better because mm. I can sternly talk to them and be like, listen, this is not how these things go. Mm. You need to realize that you're a Muslim person, so you can't get engaged in things like that. Mm. Like my brother came up to me one day and he's like, I want to get a girlfriend. Mm. Now, Smile's got a disability, mm. so he doesn't really understand mm. that. You have to explain the religion to him, you have to explain the culture to him, you have mm. to explain him to him. Mm. So. I had to sit there and tell him, where's my mom? Would have been like, I'm a girlfriend, month Ikin, it's a good yeah. idea. I love you, bye. Yeah. So for me, I can be like, listen, you can't have a girlfriend because A, B, C, D. Oh my God, I hated that growing up. I hated the fact that we never got explained, like, why was why? never a factor. Yeah, so it's better coming from me because I've already been told the whole, yeah. you're not allowed to talk to boys, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. I've, I've already been there, done that. So my parents are just going to be like, they just screamed at me. I mean, we would, so they would do the same thing with yeah. my brother, which wouldn't work for him. You were given orders, but you weren't. Like, there's a difference between really understanding why you why can't, you can't do, do something, something yeah. and or and someone being like, just don't do it. The biggest thing that came out of that that I absolutely didn't like about growing up was that a lot of things you just picked up by default. Mm. It was like you're not allowed to do this, that, that. You so when you got into like uni and you you like you really enter the wider society and left the, the small circle that is your family and yeah, friends yeah. all these questions were thrown at you and you didn't know why you just yeah. knew you were not allowed to do that and you were not allowed oh to be God, there and you were yes. not allowed to and that's that. why people that's why people want to experiment that's why you see Somali kids in spaces that they shouldn't, not, be. shouldn't be in because they never understood why they were not supposed you to be in that you don't know why you're not supposed to be smoking shisha yeah. other than health <laughs> but yeah. but it's 
uh, like that's one thing mm-hmm. I didn't like. So that was definitely a difficult thing mm-hmm. for me, my parents to overcome was when I went into that questioning phase of why am mm-hmm. I not allowed to be like this? Why mm-hmm. are these things? Why are these certain restrictions yeah. put in place to me? I just picked up on them. You know, but you yeah, don't truly no. understand. Yeah. Not yeah. enough to have those values yourself. They were just passed on to you by default. Yeah. You almost inherited them the same way you yeah. your surname. So it's like, I'm not supposed to be smoking because yeah. my dean says so. And that's why you kind of go through like an identity crisis you really growing do. up. And you go up and down because you're trying to figure out what really matters to you. Exactly. What really matters to you. So that's what you. That's why you have big sisters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we have all the answers, but no, I think we, we definitely try like... Bilal was asking me that day, I don't know what, I, I, I was like, oh, say Alhamdulillah. He was like, what does that mean? And I was like, oh, you're thanking Allah. And then he was like, he's Allah. And oh, then, damn. Yeah. I mean, he was, <laughs> he's I mean, my boy world. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it kind of made sense. So I kind of got, got into like, who was Allah? Why we, why we do things? Why I pray? He sees yeah. me praying. So I was like, yeah, you know, when you see me pray, this is why. Da, 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 da. And now he mm. kind of gets, he's very mm. smart, but I didn't think I like at four he at would ask four. the question like oh god damn yeah. he's asking the right questions <laughs> <laughs> but yes it's also me stressing myself about having the answers for them as yeah. well that's that's a huge pressure that's a huge pressure not knowing what to do can you imagine our parent uh, with mm. us well like, i'm already stressing about not knowing what to do and i do know what to do half the yeah. time <laughs> yeah. well, that's crazy well, also you know what i hated another thing yeah is that I mean obviously now growing out growing older my parents don't do this anymore but it's kind of like they act like they're not human either <laughs> like like they like they're not able to make mistakes because it's like oh yeah 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 when they when they say listen don't do this what how am I trying what am I trying to say is that they did the same things right a lot of the mistakes that they see us making they've done the same things but they don't tell us listen I get it. Um, I've also done those things. I've mm. also made those mistakes. I probably would have made the same mistake if you had told me that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I almost used to see my parents in like a... And it's normal to see your parents as like perfect people. It's almost it's, na- it's natural to see your parents as like perfect people that can't make no mistake. Mm. Because they're your parents, you know, you mm. love them. But mm. you, can't, you can't see that mm. in them until you get older. And you're just like, you know what? You could probably make it perfect. But you know what's crazy is that you think when when you can't meet up to the expectation, right, Ray, yeah. that you ask yourself, okay, what's what wrong, wrong with me? me? Yeah, what's wrong, what's wrong with, with me? me? Why can't I do the things they're doing? And it's crazy because now I look back and it's like, they didn't even do the things that they asked me to do when they were little. <laughs> like, my mom didn't wear the hijab. There's like, even small right. things like that, that they're like, you got to do. Yeah. But and I think that intrinsically every parent wants better for you. Yeah. So that they they wouldn't admit to something like that, thinking, mm. "Oh, I did it too." You make that excuse. about being the oldest child is, your mistakes are not just mistakes, right? They're not. Like it's you've left the footprint for everybody else to be like, "Oh, I did that. I think I'm just gonna go that way." Yeah. Rather did that. And just... everything because it's also first time parents for our parents, everything that we do wrong is highlighted. Mm. My my parents' disappointment is honestly soul crushing. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> oh, I would rather die than see my parents disappointed with me. <laughs> well, like, and that is something my my younger siblings don't feel because they're just like meh, whatever. Yeah. But for me, oh, listen, don't do that. Especially when they're doing something wrong, and yeah, I see my dad. Yeah, it's still gonna reflect on you. Yeah, it's, it's still. still gonna... <laughs> oh my god. What was it? One time, Romo was listening to music. My dad is like, he hates music. Yeah. With a passion. Yeah. Right. 
And I, so when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to listen to music at all. Yeah. So every single amount of times I got busted for mm. listening to music, and I, I'd get a two-hour lecture. It was insane. Mm, the yeah. other day, he saw Ramon's headphones sitting on the thing. They're Bluetooth mm. headphones that he bought her, right? Yeah. So obviously she had Ariana's thank you on, thank yeah. you, next. And then he's like, he was making wudu, and then he heard something in, in, in our room, because there was a towel thing yeah. in our room. So he was just using the towel to dry himself. And then he goes into the room, and he hears something. The Bluetooth, yeah. He hears the Bluetooth playing thank you, next. And the thing is, my dad doesn't straight away address the issue. You have to find your device missing, and then be like, Where's my device? And I'm like, Oh, I think I saw Abba have it. And then just, that's how you know you're done for. You've just copied yourself to a two hour lecture when you, your device started. Your dad's missing. lectures are honestly, well, he deserves an award. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> he can go forever. But, and then he was like, Ramla, come, softly, softly, softly. Yeah. We're going to talk about what the situation at hand is. Yeah. He's a very articulate man. Yeah, he is. So he That's can use, he, you use the same word. He can find seven synonyms for it. Repeat the same sentence, just change that word. Yeah, that's <laughs> Anyways, she ended up having this two hour lecture. He comes yeah. to me and he's like, Remember when you were younger? And I'm like, yeah, very well, actually. <laughs> he's like, how many times did I tell you not to listen to music? I'm like, lots. And he's like, did you really not think that it was going to, like, the, the, the kids were not going to, um, mm. that, that, that it wasn't going to rub off on them as well. Yeah. And the thing is, my dad's seen me rolling up in the car. Blasting J. Cole. Blasting J. Cole or Drake. And then he'd just shake his head and he'd be like, you're 22 years old now. I can't do nothing at this point. Yeah. So he's like, now he's like, see, they see you and they just repeat. Yeah. Kids are so impressionable. Yeah. And then that's why, like, now when I'm driving in the car, like, I try to turn the sheets on for them. Yeah. But I also don't want to be, like, so restric- restrictive yeah. that I just want to make them feel like they can't breathe. Yeah. They're like, you make these decisions, but just know they're it's on you, not me. You. Like, yeah, you make these decisions wisely. But I hated every time Hoi would be like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, Honestly, half the time, I didn't even that's... do it because I actually wanted to do it. I just did it so I can rebel. <laughs> it felt great oh, fighting like... the power. That's so I'd be like, oh, Ava doesn't want me to listen to music. I'm going to listen to music, man. But alhamdulillah, I can say, though, now that our relationship has come a very long way. Like, us mm. butting heads and actually confronting the problems at hand mm. did a lot for us. It means yeah. today that if I have a problem with my dad and the way that he sees things, I can actually approach him about it. Yeah. Maybe my mom actually, not so much my dad, but yeah. I try, you know. <laughs> yeah, all right. But um, damn, it's, it's crazy. It is what yeah. it is, though. Like, you know, another thing that I want to talk about today is the difference between a girl being the eldest and a boy being the eldest. Do you feel like they have the same responsibility? Is it the same position? No. No. Being a boy, that, being the boy that's the eldest is very. I mean, some circumstances can change that, but mm. most of the eldest boys that I know, most of the families that have an eldest boy, mm. if they have a sister, she's the eldest. That's it. Cancels. Yeah. Every boy between him, the Gabadas, you the yeah. eldest boy, doesn't count. Even if there's like six in between. Bro, them. I know families that have nine boys in between the eldest, then the girl's the youngest, yeah. and there's a boy that's the eldest, and there's nine boys in between. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Cancel. Doesn't matter. That girl is officially the eldest in the family. Yeah. <laughs> She she looks after everything. She looks after the house. She looks after the parents. Everything. Mm. I think it's only normal to put that responsibility of nurturing and like rerka in a kalahesis or whatever the mm. phrase is in Somali is placed on whichever mm. the eldest girl. Mm. So it doesn't matter if you're a boy. 
Mm. It's usually just which whoever who's the eldest girl. That's it. I, she takes responsibility. I agree, but I also think that there are women out there who also do take out their responsibility. Well, the exception of our dads. Yeah. yeah, it's different. But I, I, I feel like that's different. I'm going to get into it. Yeah. But people, there are boys that take their responsibility, but it's never, ever, 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 ever going to be as great as the Gabarta. Mm. Like, I know... Great as in, like, the intensity of the... Intensity of the, of the, yeah, of the, of the responsibility, yeah. yeah. I have a cousin whose mother's leg got amputated. She just wasn't... I think it was diabetes. It wasn't even, like... Wait, you can get your legs... And- yeah, diabetes. Diabe- breaking it blind from diabetes. It's not. It's not no joke. But anyway, her leg got amputated, and then they live in Denmark. So we went to go visit them. But Subhanallah, it amazed me the way this. I've never seen a boy working. Like I saw a boy in my role, and I was like, whoa! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it crazy. was madness to be. And he was, was young. What universe are we in? <laughs> and he was young. He was like 12, 13. But one thing I've noticed. That's when it clicked. The only reason why his job is as intense as it is is because his mother can't physically do it herself, mm. right? If if Aslamali Hoy is able, she would have just been like, Hello, we'll yeah, Hello, we'll you, we'll you, we'll you, and yeah. that's it. You're never going to do shit in your life, man. They're all like, so... And also back to our dads as well. Yeah. With the it's exception like, of our dads. Like, yeah. But I think for me is. My dad was an orphan yeah. growing up, so he didn't have the typical family like we yeah. did. His, and the, his, these are the circumstances that I'm yeah. talking about that make him an exception. Make him an expe- ex- um, exception because they had other responsibilities outside of home. Mm. You know, my dad didn't have a mum growing up. His sisters raised me, but obviously we know a mother, no one can ever replace a mother, you know, mm. that Absolutely, nurturing. Yeah. So, Marco, he had responsibilities on his, on himself that he had to uphold mm-hmm. and that's what from the, from that from those trials and those burdens that he had that what that's what made him an amazing man an amazing father and an amazing husband right yeah. so America same with oh well not same but similar similar but similar. he had responsibilities he had yeah. responsibilities because my, my dad had an older sister and she got married off very young mm. so and from then onwards it was all boys it was all boys yeah I was never around um Ayeo used to have she was she was bringing the bread yeah to be the Playing mum and dad. Yeah. So obviously she had to step back on her mum uh, responsibilities because she could count on my dad, which was the second eldest in the family. Yeah. So he, by default, raised all his younger brothers, mm. took them to school. Till today, he makes sure that their kids are fine. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's what makes my dad an exception. Like he learned how to cook, clean, mm. all the responsibilities that we have mm. today as the other siblings. My dad was doing that. Makes so sure that, every one of them was finishing. So that was stuff. forty years ago, right? With yeah. our fathers. Yeah. We look at Wilisha today. We, alhamdulillah, we live in a time where most, if you live in the West and you have, we live in a time where people are living comfortably. Okay? So, in the households, if our girls are always giving the responsibilities and the boys aren't, what type of man is that going to make or create if you have no responsibilities, no no life-altering responsibilities? I'm just going to say, you just took every Faras hairline. No. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, that's a fantastic question because that's, like, what are we passing on to, what From are we passing men. on to our boys that are going to be our future husbands, fathers, what have you? Yeah. What are you, what, what are we... And that's a question I think we should ask our mothers. Because I try so hard to put that emphasis in my family. Where, Hoy, if you're going to train my sister for something, you need to adequately train the boys as well. Yeah. So that's, and that's where we step in. Because we know better. 
that it's not just supposed to be on us. Honestly, mm. in this economy, you cannot be doing shit by yourself as no. a woman. All right? In, in fact, even as a man, you can't thrive on your own in this world where you need to have these skills. So mm. I, I think you asked an important question, but it's not someone. It's not a question I can add to mm. for you. <laughs> mm. But it's definitely a question that we need to ask. No, because I remember mothers. someone someone putting it to me like this. If a Somali girl and guy get married... Yeah. Was that you? Okay. Uh, it might have been me. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> if a Somali girl and guy got married, yeah, you have this girl it that has me. gone... <laughs> and you? I stole it off someone else, but yes, continue. <laughs> okay. Um, so what, what it is, is if you have this Somali girl that is exceptional in every aspect of her life, with school, with house chores, with how to take care of her parents, how to take care of kids, because she's had um, practice with her siblings, you know? Yeah, because that responsibility is placed on her. Yes, and then you have this wheel that hasn't really do, done much, maybe washed one, two, two, two dishes in yeah, his life. Yeah, done the vacuuming on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> so look, uh, so look, and these, this, guys, is the exception. Like, we're not saying all... Or yeah. like this, but um, hypothetically, and I think one thing you forgot to mention was the input that comes. You from why did you say you know? <laughs> let me let me let me say it for you guys. Yeah, go Basically, the way that I was told this concept was that you have a, you have the mother and the father, right? Obviously, they have a daughter and a son, and you have three aspects. You have the home, you have the community, and you have the country. So the daughter is adequately taught how to. Is that what the phrase, the phrase is? Yeah. How to take care of the home, how to take care of kids. She's domestically trained. Yeah. Then she's taught how to behave in society. Sorry, in her community. How to serve her community. Mm, then she's yeah. also taught about country. Her relationship to her Somali Nemo or the country that you're residing in, wherever the West may be. How to be a law-abiding citizen. And this is coming directly from the mother. Mm. Then you have the boy. His father doesn't really tell him much about how to be a man in the house yeah. because his father is barely there. Right. And barely a man himself. <laughs> this is all hypothetical situation. Don't take offense people. And then you, you have the community. Yeah. The father might not necessarily be a, a bad person like as far as his community goes. Mm. He might do the bare minimum, come to a, um, a, a conference or two, things like that. But he doesn't teach his son adequately how to carry himself, especially as a black man yeah. within his community, how to serve his community, the importance of community. And then when it comes to country, mm. I see Somali boys out here with the most Bergen Aussie accent. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, the way they put you came in 2004, what are you doing? <laughs> like. So... He doesn't have that tie. Like, the person that's supposed to be guiding him on how to adequately um, be prepared for these three aspects, home, Mm. community, country, is not doing his job by doing that. He's not passing on Mm. the knowledge. He's not passing on the skills. He's not passing on the training. And their life doesn't um, equip them for them to learn their stuff themselves. Themselves. So you have this little boy, making friends. There's nothing wrong with making friends, making as many friends as you will. But he's just just doing his thing. And this girl, Malinkista, pressure like she's really being pressured to mm. perform beyond even what she can what she's capable of mm. so this girl's adequately trained by the time these, these people are ready for marriage this girl has a phd in life as a person that mm. told me this told me 
Um, and she knows she has problem solving skills because she has had conflict with her parents. She knows how to deal with it. She knows conflict among siblings. Mm. She knows how to raise kids. She knows how to cook. She has great adequate basic necessity ne- necessary skills. She's got. She them. has, yeah. Homeboy here washed lava sahan when he was twelve <laughs> <laughs> at the Ramadan dinner. <laughs> he vacuums on Saturdays, but just about beside that, he plays PS4 all day. Yeah. And then he says, I want a wife that can cook, that can clean, that can raise the kids, that can also bring the bread with me. That mm. And she says, oh, I want a homeboy with hairline, hairline on fleek, um, six pack. And she's got it because at least if he does one thing, he's adequate with his gym. Yeah. And then you have these two people and they say, listen, we want to get married. We want to bring, we want to bring little us into the world. Yeah. And then it doesn't end up working out because when she identifies there's a problem with him, yeah. he can't even see the problem because he doesn't have the skills to be like, yeah. oh, damn, there's actually a problem with our relationship. Unfortunately, it's, it's a situation that exists. It's, it's a reality amongst us. It's a reality amongst yeah. us, yeah. And we don't have the answers for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do have the answer in that we need to... I mean, we can More identify. Adequate, yeah, we can identify situation. the problem because yeah. we're trained as women. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but aside from that, um, it's not it's not a solution that's going to take overnight. We yeah. get there. We get there. I'm 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 pretty optimistic. Anyway, I think we should stop there. To be honest, I feel we'll like Anyway, guys, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you, Verita, for joining. You're welcome. Also, to let you guys know. We are on Spotify, we are on SoundCloud, and we are on iTunes, and we are on Instagram at Common Ground Podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what intros and outros are oh, so hard. Um, anyway, my niggas, bye, man. What, 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 what else do we have to say, say wow, to you guys? Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>